You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey everybody, it's Brandon. And this is Alex. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. What's up, buddy? Cheers. Cheers to you. Speaking of bourbon, what we got? Actually, what am I saying? Because I brought it. That's right. <laughs> you finally brought some bourbon to the show. I finally stepped up. All right, anyway, so today we got a pretty common staple around these parts, Knob Creek, Kentucky nice. straight bourbon whiskey. I think they're from Claremont County, maybe? Are they? I'm not sure. I don't know. Let's look at the bottle here. Yeah, I think, they're, I think they're Claremont County people. Claremont County, Kentucky. Yeah, that's where it happens. Distilled and bottled. Yeah, I, I like I the burn Knob Creek case. Actually, today we're drinking it straight up. I didn't, I didn't yeah. go old-fashioned. No, straight up. It's got a little kick to it. Yeah, Hunter Proof. Small batch, aged nine years. Oh, by the way, so far oh. we've had different bourbons. What's yep. been your favorite so far? What are you, what are you digging? Hmm, I like the straight up stuff. I'm not, I'm not too much for sweet. Mm. You know, I just got back from Mexico and it was tequila and tonic all day long. Mm-hmm. No sweet stuff, but so... I don't know. But as far as the bourbons, I mean, do you have a favorite so far? I mean, you got the, you've got the uh, Old Forester. Yeah, we Old Forester. The Makers. Angel's Envy. Angel's Envy. We do uh, Woodford or no? I don't know. If we, did we do Woodford? I think we did do Woodford. We may we have, have dipped into the, the Woodford. I can pull up the list here. I'm not sure. But we also did that uh, Lexington. Oh, Lexington. I, it was, I, that was okay for me. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. Old Forester's not bad. Old Forester's not bad. Angel Envy wasn't bad. Angel's Envy's good. I don't know. I think good. this might be my favorite just because I've had not it so pre- much. Yeah. I know the flavor. Kind of your, I, yeah. Your go-to. It's more of a, more of a go-to. That, yeah. and, that and Bullet, if I'm going, yeah. you know, cost-effective. Right. That's, cost cool. That's cool. I'm, anyway, I'm into it. It's tasty. Um, so, you know, you just got back from your honeymoon, buddy. I did, How'd man. that go? It was fantastic. I didn't want to come home. Where'd you guys go? We went to Playa Mujeres, Mexico. Nice. It was like Beach of Women, Women's Beach, nice. whatever it's called. That's, that's the place to go, go yeah. to the Women's Beach. It's, yeah, it's about 10, 10 minutes north of Cancun. Awesome. Yeah, so, so not in the party zone, but a little more gotcha. removed. So everything went well? Oh, wedding went well? Did you get married without a hitch? I, yeah, you were there. I performed the wedding. You did perform the wedding. It went through. We got married, so you did your job. I think I still <laughs> got to send in... Uh, I think we got to send in that. We need to, I need to get that address. We got to send in your certificate. Oh, yeah. We've so, got like 25 days left. So we're like not technically married yet? I, I don't know. That's debatable. <laughs> That's debatable. Well, if it all hinges on yeah, you. It depends. Oh so, but no, it was fun, man. It was a great little, uh, it was a great little party yeah. you guys threw and the, the folks. Fantastic. And uh, it was fun, man. Um, mm-hmm. So cheers, buddy. Here's that. Well done. Yeah, thank, thank you. Let's clink the glasses there. Mr. Uh, efficient. Yeah. So uh, did you have time to watch anything while you're on the honeymoon, or was there no, no TV, no internet? <laughs> talk, so, talk about that. Here's the funny part. We didn't watch anything all week because um, we were just out exploring. We went and saw Mayan ruins and swam in a Mayan sacrificial pit thing. That's cool. Kind of cool. We went... Swimming with sea turtles and ATVing through the jungle. So you got to flex your lifeguard muscles. Got to flex my lifeguard <laughs> muscles, yeah. Repping uh, Middlesex Beach Patrol all the way down nice. in Mexico. Um, anyway, no, so we didn't watch anything all week because we were so busy just enjoying life and each cool, other, man. being newly wed. But the last night before we left, so uh, 
you know, the old uh, Montezuma's Revenge yeah. tales. I don't think it was that. I think it was the Indian food we had. <laughs> yeah. But I was kind of uh, laying low. I was incapacitated yeah. the last day before our trip home, which was good because I got a rest of it. But we turned on the tube and we ended up watching um, From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, dude. Classic. <laughs> yeah. So our final night on our honeymoon, we watched Robert Rodriguez's From Dusk Till Dawn. Which is crazy. The first time I saw that film, it's like a normal film. And then all of a sudden. It gets nuts. It's just like yeah. zombies and shit. You know what's funny is it was actually so weird. written by Tarantino. Yeah. And he stars in it. Or he's one of the main dudes. Right. Yeah. And so is uh, the guy, what's his name, from Machete. Oh, Danny Trejo. Danny yes. Trejo. Which, have I told the story about my encounter with him on the show? I, did you almost get, like, shanked by him or something? Well, okay, so. I don't think on the show. I guess either. I haven't told the no. story. So well, I'm in Austin, Texas, for a project. And uh, basically, we're, we decided, hey, let's go out. You know, we're in Austin. This is where they have South by Southwest. Yeah. And it wasn't during the festival, so. We're like, let's go hear some music. They've got like a street that's kind of like, you know, Bourbon Street or, yeah. you know, any of those streets. And They're all about keeping it weird. Yeah, towns where they do stuff. So we go to hear some blues and some Texas blues. We go to this bar, small place. We're hanging out. It's cool. And um, all of a sudden, I go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Standard number one. Yeah. Urinal situation. For sure. Uh, there's like two or three urinals in the place. And if, you know... Guys listening, you, you know how this goes. Girls that are listening, typically, you you know, you walk up to the urinal, and if there's more than one, everybody just steps up to the urinal, and, you know, you kind of yeah. maybe give a nod, or, hey, what's up, man, that sort of thing, or you kind of keep to yourself. Different yeah, people you have don't say anything. different, you know, well, you know me. Yeah. You know, how's it, I'm, I'm going with the how's it going every time. <laughs> how's it hanging? Oh, wait. So, so anyway, <laughs> here I am, and in walks fucking Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Yeah. And uh, is, he, is he short in real life? Or is he big? Dude, he's just. I don't even know, dude. He's, he's well, big I mean, in you're, stature. Yeah, you're he's, tall. Yeah, he's short. Okay. He's short, but he's big in stature, and he's got tats all these tattoos everywhere. And they're, I believe they're real prison tats. I believe he was like a cartel. He was like a guy. He was the deal. Yeah. He steps right up next to me. I believe he's killed people. Maybe. <laughs> he steps right up next to me. And I say, uh, I kind of whisper in his direction. I say, uh, whisper at a urinal. Yeah. I say, I say you're not going to shank me, are you? Oh, my God. And he starts laughing. And he was like, nah, man, you're cool. And uh, so we get done doing oh, the business. Wow. We go to the sink. We're washing up. Obviously, we were, you know, we were both finishing up at the same time. And uh, he says, now I'm going to shank and you. And he was, he was super cool. And, and I was like, I was like, in all seriousness, I was like, you're a badass in every single movie you're in. And he just kind of laughed. He was like, thanks, man. He was like, it's been good. The film world's been good to me. And uh, yeah. he's like, I'll, I love every minute of it. I'll keep playing the same character every damn time. Like he was, wow. like he, he was not phased by being a character actor. He was definitely super, uh, super cool with it and very grateful. So that's he was awesome. a cool dude. Um, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it was, it was funny. But yeah, anyway, that's my story. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah and he's, in that movie. he's skinny in the movie. Yeah, whatever movie on. he's in, he's a badass. And this one, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, that's what I was watching. What about you? That's cool, you? man. I've been hitting the uh, HBO originals. So um, actually, the show that I like right now, and I don't, I didn't think I was gonna like it, is um, Ballers with, with The Rock. The Rock, with Dwayne, <laughs> with Mr. Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and nice. uh, 
you know, the pilot came out. It wasn't as cheesy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it gets better and better. And I'm actually, I actually care about the characters. <laughs> and it's awesome. And it's basically, it's kind of think. Care about the rock. Yeah. Think like Jerry Maguire. Yeah. But think of like an ex-athlete. He finishes his career and now he's trying to find his second life, his second career as a, you know, like a, a sports representer. You know, he's, he's now on the other side of it. He's an agent. Agent, yeah. And he's trying to use his old friendships and connections to get these guys signed to this investment firm that he works for. To manage their money? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's pretty cool. And you see sort of the complexities of, of life after football. You know, because these guys, they don't, they don't know what to do once they get out of the, out of the football life. Yeah. And uh, so you it's kind of cool, man. You hear so many stories about those guys going broke. Yeah. I don't know, man. I dig it. So... It's yeah. been cool. And then uh, the other one is The Brink with Jack Black. He's in it. Tim oh, Robbins. Oh, it's like a uh, sort political of a, yep. thriller the, comedy yeah. thing. Exactly. And, World War III. And uh, Pakistan and India are kind of in cahoots. And Jack yeah. Black is, uh, works for the embassy. He gets abducted. And next thing you know, uh, the government calls and basically says, you know, hey, you're our only hope to negotiate this thing. Oh, wow. And, you know, it's Jack Black. So he's, he's funny. He's just... He's Jack Black, and he's the same in every movie, so he's just funny. That is awesome. So that's dude. been pretty cool. Um, oh, dude, I forgot to mention. Sorry, that? you're talking no. about series two. Yeah. Um, so Kristen and I started watching Sherlock mm-hmm. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's BBC, you know, huge show yeah, was, in the UK. Everybody thought it was great. Dude, if, it's unbelievable. I haven't gotten in yet. Unbelievable. Ben- Benedict Cumberbatch is like... Fantastic. Yeah, my dad was real into that. The the monologues and just the way that it's edited, the transitions, the way he they show him seeing the world. Yeah, it's fantastic. You do you you'd love it. All He's right. such a I've quick thinking it. guy. Like yeah, yeah, it's really cool. No, I've been wanting to get. I've been wanting to watch um the other the other one that I guess was on was it CBS with uh, Lucy Lucy Lou. She's uh she's, Lucy Lou. Yeah, she's like uh, she's from she's Charlie's Watkins. Angels. She's oh uh, like the American. Yeah, it's Sherlock? like uh, Sherlock and some, I don't know. Weird. So they did another adaptation. Kind of, sort of. People say it's good. Huh. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Anyways. Stick with the original. Stick with the British version. Yeah, go with the Brits. Um, yeah. So cool. it's been cool watching some things. What about, uh, what about work, man? Well, you haven't done anything. You've been on, <laughs> yeah. you've been on a honeymoon well, vacation. Yeah, I was on a honeymoon, and I was, uh, it doesn't you know, remove me from the work zone, though. I, I did send a few emails. Mm. At different gotcha. points throughout the trip to uh, get this project together tomorrow, actually. Well, since this is coming out on Friday, I'm leaving on the same day. Some this classic uh, freelance uh, emails. Hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> no, it's actually. Uh, how, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, I'm still alive. Uh, uh, I'm still here. Hey, uh, you got, you going to call me? You got any yeah, projects? Yeah. Uh, you know, I still accept money. <laughs> um, no, it's for a music video up in Detroit. Of course. For an all-female metal band awesome rock metal hardcore band i just saw on facebook somebody yeah. post something about how people who listen to heavy metal are the happiest people yeah it's because so, we i don't know they, they get it all out through their music i don't and know so dude. what do they have to be worried about i don't know if i buy it yeah um anyway it's gonna be fun that's cool yeah all female metal band at night it's another big night setup i got a local crew uh just got my gaffer his grip uh we just solidified all the equipment with the local rental houses so it should be fun. You know, it's, we're doing all tungsten lighting to save budget. Great. HMIs are expensive. So five-ton truck, 500-amp generator. A few burnt hands. A few burnt hands. I mean, there's only, yeah, there's only like 10 hands to burn on the entire set. So. 
We're good. It's a small crew, but it should be a, a really good time. Nice, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What about you? What have you been doing? Oh, working on? you know. A little of this, a little of that. A little of this. Little uh, that. We got a, we got some projects uh, coming up the up the up the deal. Oh yeah, we, like fin- we finally finished that uh, that that music video we're doing for Donnie Maserati that turned out to be more of a documentary where we were just filming real people. Yeah. And um, so finally got it uh, colored um, by a friend of mine and colorist William Litois. Yeah. From New Hampshire, um, so he's he's a badass. Uh, so if you guys uh, Google him, check him out. He does great work, and um, he helped me out on it. So it's looking really cool, and hopefully that's gonna drop on World Star, bitches. World Star, Star. Hip Hop. That's right. Nice. So we'll see. Uh, we're we're working on that that angle of it right now. Um, so we got some other projects that have popped up in the hopper. Some of them have to do, um, you know, some of our you know sort of promotional. Some are, uh, you know, advo- advocating sort of uh, not necessarily nonprofit, but sort of more of an advocating type of uh, video that, that, that talks about how a product is better than, you know, another product. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. And funny enough, a lot of these projects are, you know, utilizing stock footage, you know, pulling in some shots that we just don't have budget to go get. Well, yeah. Cause you can't get a helicopter shot or sure. fly to Canada or right. whatever. Or if yeah. you need to shoot like uh, plastic, the plastic waste dump area in the ocean, right? Like I can't, I can't charter a flight out there to shoot that. No. So there's some stuff that we're, we're going to be pulling in. Um, and which, which brings up the whole point about stock footage. Like there's a time and a place. And, um, you know, we've actually at leap frame, uh, we shoot exclusively for dissolve and that's actually, you know, it's been pretty cool. I just got a royalty check today and, um, nice. Yeah. We just so happened to have, them on the show today yeah we got dissolve the stock footage people redefining the way stock footage should we dissolve at this point we should dissolve transition transition (laughs) into our guests and bring them on the show let's do it we got george yeah i think he's on the show george from dissolve let's dial him up yep let's dial him in that was kind of a bad dial do it again (laughs) can we rotary dial today yeah You gotta go some short ones too. It's like. <laughs> All right. Anyway, George, are you there? Hey guys, how's it going? Hey. Hey, what's up, buddy? Well, I'm really excited to be a part of the show. I have my bourbon here, and I'm just uh, very excited to talk with you guys. I feel like I know you. <laughs> Listening to all the episodes so far, good work. We love the podcast. Awesome, man. Hey, what, awesome. what are you? Uh, what are you drinking? I have here, what is it? It's, uh, I'm probably pronounce it wrong. Uh, you know, I, as you can tell by my name, I'm Greek and I'm still working on the English thing. I'm just joking. But Bullet Bourbon? Bullet, yeah. Nice. Bullet, yeah, that's, a great brand. that's great stuff. Nice. Yeah, we're, uh, we're here over here sipping on the old Knob Creek. Knob Creek. Which is, uh, you know, again, another classic Kentucky bourbon. Kind um, of a staple around here, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but the Bullet's great, man. You know what? We're going to have Bullet, uh, let's have it next week. We should have a bullet next on. Week. I actually have a, I actually have a brand new bottle of bullet I got for Father's Day. Ah, perfect. So, uh, pretty excited about that. Excited about I, it. Well, I mean, the other thing you should know, and I think Lori might have hinted at it here as well to you already, is that I don't often drink, so I really, really wanted to be a part of the show and, and you know, and, and you know, just kind of follow along. And so, ah, cheers to you guys. Ah, cheers, hey, cheers man. Raise man. a glass. Yeah, thanks Excellent. for going all in. 
So, George, um, we're talking about stock. I, I'm an advocate um, of Dissolve. Uh, as I've said on the show, my company, LeapFrame, uh, on our downtime, will sometimes shoot Dissolve, for Dissolve, and, and we're actually an exclusive provider, so we, we work only with you guys. Um, and we've had a great experience. Uh, it's been a great onboarding. I think you, know, you were the, one of the ones that helped me get on board, and... You know, we've, we've uploaded several clips now, and actually today I just received some royalty checks. <laughs> Isn't that the best part? <laughs> I actually yeah, remember yeah. you, uh, and, and, you know, you guys have some really nice stuff on the site. I know some of it was shot with the Black Magic camera, um, and, uh, yeah, we really love your work. I, I think you guys should keep going with it. Um, thanks for all the positive comments. Uh, we're very excited to, to be working with you again as well, and uh, being inclusive, thanks. That's an honor. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty cool. So, but I think a lot of our listeners, you know, and, and a lot of filmmakers in general have a negative light when it comes to stock footage. So maybe talk about that for a minute. Just you know, what are some of the the hurdles that you know you guys have to overcome when reaching out to people, and even your brand? Because it seems like the Dissolve brand is trying to sort of change that look on stock footage being sort of cheesy and and outdated. Talk about that. Absolutely. I'm so happy you asked that question because, uh, I, as you know, um, I was a filmmaker and I had my own production companies uh, prior to Dissolve. And I've been with Dissolve uh, from the beginning. And uh, when they approached me with the idea, I have to be honest, I was also, I had some negative feelings about the stock uh, industry in general. I never associated with it. I never thought I would ever be a part of it. And uh, Man, things have changed for me and for the industry, and, and I'm really glad you mentioned the brand because uh, that's one of the things. I mean, we're proud about many things, but if I can just talk uh, in a humble way, hopefully it sounds, you know, I come to work every day, and I'm so proud to be a part of such an amazing team. Um, Dissolve basically is uh, the brainchild of uh, a few people, but the, uh, you know, the, the previous companies these guys were involved with, uh, on the one side, you have one of the co-founders of iStock Photo, and uh, he obviously the company a few years back, and now he's back in the. Uh, he did a few things in between, and now he co-founded Dissolve. And on the other side, you have um, the Veer.com uh, team. Not only the co-founder of Veer, uh, but also the creative team, a majority of which we uh, we have here at Dissolve. So the guys upstairs are just. I don't know. I walk over there every day, and not only did they create the brand, the website, everything that you see. But um, they create also the video reels that uh, you might be aware of that we create uh, to show not only what you could do with the footage, but these guys have fun with it and they're really creative. And so, anyway, super inspiring. Um, but all of it is, to, is designed in a way to also show people that stock footage, um, you know, doesn't have to suck. We, we, we say that often here at the office. And uh, one of the things that the creative team says, you know, we 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 hate stock. That's why we started Dissolve. And so we we're they're trying to um, change the outlook that most people have, and including myself. And so and now we get to work. And so my job as a product manager, I get to work with people like you. Um, I think we were talking about we have two sort of sides to the contributor pool that we have. Uh, you have the contributors who are really, um, you know, they've been doing it for years. They are stock producer, producers full-time. They do this all the time. And then you have the people that I get to work with, and we have over 180, uh, sorry, 850 uh, contributors um, uh, currently. And I get to work with the filmmakers who are, like you said, in that sort of, uh, they're, they're learning about stock. They might be a potential, uh, potential revenue uh, stream for themselves and, and they don't know exactly how to get into it or if it's something that they should get into. Um, 
but yeah, it's changed and it's uh it's about quality and uh and even the customers are changing. I feel that's that's one of the biggest things is they're starting to identify what makes a good video, what makes a good story. You know, we we uh we talk to the customers about using multiple uh angles uh from a particular shoot to tell a better story. So we're very conscious about all the you know, uh, the world of the film in, the filmmaking industry in general. We really want to support it and uh yeah, I, I could talk all day too. Maybe you have something more specifically you want to ask me. Uh, yeah, George. So how how does somebody? Okay, so not the full time producers that just do stock for a living, but say somebody like Brandon that on the side, you know, leap they do this uh, just as kind of an additional source of income and to, to just produce some more stuff. How does somebody like that get involved? Do you seek them? Do they seek you? Do, does it just kind of fall together? Yeah, it's actually quite easy. Uh, we do get a lot of people signing up on their own without us looking after them, and that's always great. We get we, we love to meet them and see what they are up to, what they're working on, um, and then we of course are there to guide them along the way if they're not sure how to how to how to get into it, which is quite easy. Um, but we do have a lot of people that you know we identify through Vimeo or through you know through just um, I mean nowadays with social media you get to see amazing work all over the place. Um, and we also have our superstars and some bigger names that we're after all the time. And so definitely we have uh, people that we're going after. But regardless, I think the process is the same. You know, uh, for a filmmaker who is busy, who has, you know, a full schedule, uh, I know like you described, there's ups and downs in this industry. So it's always a good uh, a good time to use the, you know, when you're not so busy, you can also focus a little bit on, on maybe potentially your stock collection. Uh, but in general, I'd like to, to tell contributors um, and filmmakers who are starting out to look at what they already have. You know, there's a lot of footage that we, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of hard drives sitting at home uh, in this closet collecting dust. And so one of the programs, I know you guys are exclusive, and uh, generally for the exclusive contributors, what we offer is uh, what we call a liftoff program. And I initiated that from... Uh, the need as a filmmaker myself who had no time and I and identified with the people who had no time but really wanted to be a part of the stock world. And the lift-up program is great. I think people, once they find out about it and then they use it, it's it's amazing. It basically makes things so easy. You find you find footage and projects that you have, you send us the hard drives or the files in raw format and then our team here, we edit it, color it, we uh, meta, do all the metadata and keywording which is half of the battle, and, and when for a filmmaker, it's something new they've never really done before, uh, and it might be a little bit of a, in their mind, you know, something they're not comfortable with. So anyway, we take care of all of that, and then we create basically uh, superstar, uh, stock superstars overnight, and I have some examples. Um, we have this amazing contributor, her name is Paulina Rapteva, and she is a photographer. We met her through uh, 500 Pixels in Man, she she had some amazing videos online, and we approached her and we said, "What are you doing with all this stuff?" She and she just she's very laid back, um, you know. She has beautiful friends, and she just basically shoots for fun. And uh, she said, "I don't really have any time. I don't have any time to get into the stock industry. You got your site looks amazing. We'd really like to be a part of it." Uh, and then we told her about the, the liftoff program, and she says, "Sure, why not?" She sent us her drives, and for the last year and a half, she's one of our top sellers. And wow. uh, she she couldn't be happier, you know. She she sends me emails, and I actually met her in California too. And uh, she she showed me her new equipment and things that she buys with the money, and she gets to travel a lot. So um, she couldn't be happier. We found her, and uh, that's that's something that's a success story that I use a lot uh, when I talk to new filmmakers. Is you know 
Entering the stock world can be many different things for different people. Uh, I think, you know, we, you guys have been talking in your podcast a lot about people raising money for their short film projects, their dream projects, or whatever. This could be another avenue to either get the equipment you've always wanted or, you know. But then it, there's more to that. You know, I guess the more you feed this monster, I like to call it, uh, the more results you'll get. Um, we have contributors, for example who do this, um, you know, who started as doing it on the side or using projects that they're, that, uh, you know, projects that they're working with clients and they're working these deals where they can use the footage to, to sell it on sites like Dissolve. And, uh, but we've had people who've completely changed their business. You know, they started with uh, just a few hundred clips and now they, uh, they make enough money. Like we have a, a husband and wife team, for example, who just quit their jobs recently a few months ago and they travel the world and they're planning on doing that for the next year or so, they just shoot stock and the uh, revenue stream from the royalties is enough to sustain that. So it's really, you can you can make it anything that you like, but for me, I just like to show people that there's that opportunity should you want to explore That's it. That's great. So you think, you think guys like Alex here who are, you know, professional director of photography guys, I mean, he's booked quite a bit. He's always shooting something. But, you know, there's days when he's not booked. You think definitely stock footage, this sort of thing, can be a great avenue for the days when he's not booked? Absolutely. And you know what? And even if he was booked 100% of the time, send me your drives. We'll do some magic with them. And, you know, you'll see some results pretty soon. And on the times that you're not busy, maybe you'll get an opportunity to shoot stuff that you don't otherwise get the opportunity to shoot. Like for myself, you know, I have some things that are very niche that I really like to go out there and shoot, but, you know, clients don't really want it. <laughs> I don't have a reason to shoot it, uh, but now I do. I have a home uh, on Dissolve, and I just upload all that stuff there. So if you wanted to play even with new equipment, you know, I used to get together with my buddy Harry. He's also a, a filmmaker, and we would buy or rent equipment just for the fun of it. And all the stuff we would make, you know, just never see the light of day. So on your downtime, Alex, you could be shooting something you love, or it could be even, you know, uh, you're newly you're newly married, so maybe your wife or somebody you know, or you know, just fun stuff, and um, it could potentially sell. And why not? Yeah, that's awesome. So it seems like maybe uh, we might have a new contributor on our hands here, George. We, we might be able to get Alex uh, in on this. <laughs> I've been thinking about it, man. Well, I've seen your work, Alex, and I especially also from your photography side on Instagram. Love your hallway. Oh yeah. I think if you had some video hallways, it would be awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, if we See, could find you could do a whole video to, hallways. They wants to buy yeah. the video hallways. There you go. Yeah, yeah if, you're, uh, if you're new to the show, um, check out Alex's uh, Instagram, and you'll see a lot of hallways from his travels. So that's what we're talking about. <laughs> well, George, this has been great, man. You, uh, you've got a lot of great insight um, into this. and, and you Really know, illuminated it. You know, I think issues. one of the things that is, you know, also people have a question of is, can you really make money? Like, am I just wasting time to make 20 bucks? Or, like, give us a range. Like, you mentioned people are doing this for a living, and there's guys that are filmmakers who do it on the side. What kind of numbers and different ranges are being pulled down? Let, let our listeners know, like, what is the real potential that they could, they could cash out on? For sure. And it's the number one question I get all the time, especially from, you know, new people getting into the industry. And it's a tough question to answer, but I mean, I'm going to just start with how does over 10K a month sound? You know, some of our top contributors, that's wow. what they make. 
And I have to be honest, of course, it takes time and it takes years sometimes to build that kind of a collection that will bring that kind of cash flow in. And at the end of the day, it's like, what are your goals? Um, you know, um, you know, you could be happy with 500 bucks extra a month. You could be happy uh, with two grand a month. You know, it, it really, um, and some of these guys just do it to see what, what will happen. And there's lots of ups and downs in the industry too, depending on, you know, what the collection looks like. You know, so I could say that these numbers aren't, of course, uh, widely the same for every contributor. It depends on the quality of their footage and the subject matter. I think the three things that I tell every contributor is variety, quality, which, you know, obviously to work with Dissolve, you have to have to begin with. Um, so variety uh, is another important uh, part of it because during the search, if a customer comes to the website and they're looking for something, if you love shooting, let's say, uh, butterflies, like I said earlier, if that's all you have in your collection, you won't have as many results. Um, you know, your stuff won't show up in as many results as you would if you had covered multiple subjects, you know. And... Um, the other one is size. So if you start with 50 clips, you might not see as many, you know, like, you know, in your case, too, with Lee Crane, the more footage you add, you'll notice that your royalties will increase as well. So it's those three things. And, um, and I mean, on the, on the lower end, you know, you have people who don't make as much and it dissolve. We're, we're working with them hands-on. You know, they work with me or they work with my team, and we find out why is your collection not performing, you know. So we're there for the for the for all the contributors to try to make the, the most of what they can offer um, for their collections and, you know, shoot things that are more relevant. Uh, we even can guide them in the sort of the techniques that they use and stuff like that. But all the way to, you know, the people who are making all the, the, the royalties, like I mentioned as the examples, to how to become better if they, if they choose to. Because a lot of people might be just comfortable just doing what they're doing, and they don't want to create stock footage for a living. Um, they just want to keep doing what they're really good at and just take whatever they can out of those projects and just put them into their collection. As long as you keep feeding it, I think uh, that's the key. That's really cool, man. Well, we really appreciate your insight. And, you know, for those people that aren't hip to Dissolve um, and the stock industry, I think you guys are going to help them get acquainted. And you guys have a, a, a giveaway package, correct? Yes, we sure do. I think, uh, I think it's a gift. <clears throat> Sorry, I can't even speak today. I should drink a little more bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have um, I think we have t-shirt, uh, notebook and a gift card I think at $100 if I'm not mistaken uh, that yeah. you guys can use uh, to you know because I, I mean the other thing too with soft footage as filmmakers you guys uh, talked on that subject a bit too in one of the previous podcasts is um, you know you, you might be in a pinch you need some footage or you might not have the budget to travel to another city or, or the other side of the world and you might need some aerial shots or something um, and, uh, yeah, you can always use stock footage. And nowadays, I think the best part about it, they're shots with the same equipment as you, uh, that you use, and they look like they could be a part of your project. You know, uh, there's no, I don't think there's any real concern anymore for the quality of the footage and how it would fix your yeah, story. Exactly. No, what, what's funny is that at the end of the, you know, I see we watch a lot of movies, obviously, you go to the theaters, and at the end of a bunch of movies, especially recently, I've been seeing you know, names of stock footage companies that these Hollywood films, they're, they're buying specific clips that they just weren't able to get or whatever, or that already exist. So it's, it's just cool to think that your clip could potentially end up in, you know, some movie.
Absolutely. You know what? And that's my favorite type of client too. Every time the sales team gets those calls, uh, you know, we do work with a lot of Hollywood, uh, uh, you know, production companies and, and yeah, some projects, unfortunately, I can't talk about. But yeah, you're right. And those are my favorite. I, uh, I can't wait to see the film after when it comes out and see some of our footage in there. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's, I think that's why I'm very excited about this industry. And as a filmmaker, I haven't stopped my, uh, you know, filmmaking side. I haven't, uh, my love for film continues on. And uh, stock footage, though, has just become another branch that uh, I love to explore now. You know, I just love going out there and just shooting and, and keep it in my, my mind every time I travel or if I'm in a situation where I think, you know, okay, this is a great shot. I should just capture this. And uh, and, and I think that's, that's the, the mindset that once you start playing with this idea of stock footage, you'll you'll start to identify it's a, it's a great opportunity. Hey, man, that sounds cool. like something I want to be involved in. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. And I think I think what I'm coming to see is that more and more, as the equipment gets better and the filmmakers get better, yeah. stock footage is, you know, very quickly no longer becoming a bad word. Absolutely. And we, we wish we could change the word. <laughs> but I think in a way we are, you know, even if it stays as the same word, um, you know, I think in a few years it won't even matter. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Well, hey, man, we appreciate you being on the show, and, uh, you know, maybe we can, uh, you know, meet up for real one day and actually, uh, you know, sit across the table uh, instead of a call-in, but we, we really appreciate you calling in today. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. I don't know if I have time, but I had a question. Oh, okay, yeah. By all means, fire away. I, uh, you know, like, I love listening to the podcast, and I'm kind of jealous because I love talking about movies and stuff like that, but I, I know I could use the Ask Me Anything, but since I'm on here, I thought I'd ask you. Um, I've been on a nostalgia kick lately. I'm rewatching like old favorites. Um, and in a way for myself, I grew up as a kid, you know, in Greece and in huge ways they've influenced me to become a filmmaker in the first place, you know. Uh, when I watched movies like Jurassic Park, Aliens, Never Ending Story, Labyrinth, those kinds of movies. So, uh, as a child growing up, I just couldn't wait to, to grow up and tell those kinds of stories. So my question to you is, um, are there any, you know, in the nostalgic side, any movies, because I know you talk a lot about the new stuff that you guys are watching, um, that perhaps have influenced your decision to enter this line of work? Oh, absolutely. I don't even have to think about this. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think maybe the greatest movie of all time is the original Point Break. Oh, God. Uh, I just, I, I, I just love it. And it was in, I was in high school. I was at a time in my life where it was just very impressionable. And when, uh, when Patrick Swayze, you know, just preached the gospel of living radical, I just wanted to jump out of planes, man. I love it. <laughs> that is great. Nice. Yeah, and I, I think now it's kind of funny because, like, in New York, they have, like, point break nights where they, it's almost like Rocky Horror Picture Show where they act it out and kind of make fun of it. It's become kind of a cult classic. But I really do view it as being, like, this amazing okay. film that, like, changed my life, yet everybody <laughs> just makes fun of it. I think it's great. That's a good one. What about you, Alex? My, mine's not. Mine's nothing like that. Mine's more uh, obviously for my career path directed at kind of cinematography. Um, so I mean, I'd have to say Blade Runner. It was like a huge, huge influence. The cinematography in that was fantastic, and it kind of pushed me towards the darker side. You see, a lot of my work is really heavy in shadow and backlight, a lot of fog, a lot of directional. So I don't know. Blade Runner was definitely a huge, huge influence. Oh, man, that's another great choice. That's one of my favorites, too. 
Well, thanks for answering that. I was very no, curious. Man, that's great. Absolutely. Well, again, we, thanks for being on the show. Uh, spread the word about filmmakers drinking bourbon. Yeah. We're definitely spreading the word about uh, stock footage and all sorts of avenues when it comes to filmmaking. Uh, we're not just into one thing or the other, so we want to expose our listeners to a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we hope that the, the people out there are maybe give it a try and, you know, can, can create some income whenever they're not booked or if they're having a slow month. And yeah. at the end of the day, that's where uh, we all win as filmmakers. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm always available. You know, they, they can reach me. Uh, I mean, they can apply through contributors.dissolve.com or they can just reach me at george.dissolve.com. This is the part of my job that I love is meeting people all around the world that share the same interests as me and they have a love for film and whatever I can do to... Uh, help even just answer some questions and yeah i'm very excited awesome. Thanks for the all right man guys. well cheers we'll talk later cheers guys take care cheers dude what a cool guy oh he was great he had so much useful information i i mean i don't know much about the stock game so that's cool to hear that yeah well and the fact that he's he's a filmmaker too like he's one he of us started out yeah he's not just at. a corporate guy you know pushing some website no, no no he knows what's up in the game um but the fact that you can make a living doing that i try to tell you dude i know i might have to get in on that i'll try to tell you I that's might, what i'm I saying like I, there's a time and a place and stock can fill some of those downtimes. yeah I, I mean i've got it in the freelance market we've all got enough gaps and you know slow times in the season that sounds like a really cool opportunity to yeah. do that they actually did a, a piece i think it's all with stock footage called um man bun <laughs> Like the hipster haircut? Yeah, and I think it's like uh, kind of a comedic piece. We'll have to throw it Man, up on the site. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to find that. We'll just, yeah, we'll also on the newsletter. We'll also put all the information for Dissolve and anybody who wants inf any more information from George and his team over there up on FDBpodcast.com. Right. Well, and there's the giveaway. There's also the giveaway. Which that, we talked about. Yeah. But we didn't tell anybody how to get it. we got to specify the rules here. So how does that work? We've done one, so the rules are kind of the same. We've done one. It's got to be the same thing. So on Twitter... You have to mention, in a tweet, you have to mention at FDB Podcast. Yep. You have to mention at Dissolve. Correct. And you have to use the hashtag, hashtag FDB Giveaway. That's it. So you have to mention those three things. Say whatever else you want in the tweet. Um, but as long as you mention those, you'll be entered in a chance to win, and we'll pull it out of a hat next episode. Yeah, and, and saying something nice would be cool. That'd be sweet. But I would say, Or saying something you. horrible would be great. Either like, one. Being in the middle is never good. So either say something to the effect of, yeah. love the podcast, can't wait to see if I win the at Dissolve, at FDB podcast, hashtag, hashtag FDB, FDB giveaway. giveaway. Or maybe you want to say, I hate these guys. They don't know what they're talking about. They're stupid. But I still want to win the hashtag. But I still want to win and then drop it in. So there you go. Uh, just go for it either way. Uh, yeah. But definitely mention it. And last time we had like 20 people in her. We like yeah. Who uh, who was our winner? Brian Brian Bud Dickman. Brian Dickman was our winner. And actually, what's funny is you mentioned that he just posted a photo on uh, social media that of his purchase from oh, cool, wooden cool. camera. So he actually used his two hundred fifty dollar wooden camera giveaway. Yes. What did he get? So he got a it looks like a a Mafer Magic Arm clamp. So it's like a articulating arm with a Mafer clamp at one end and. Just a multi-purpose mount for his gear. That's awesome. So yeah. his kit is essentially sponsored by Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. <laughs> it is. He mentioned us in the post, so that's cool. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, man. That's awesome, dude. And uh, spread the word on the show. 
And again, we got this great giveaway this week with Dissolve. They've got this awesome T-shirt. I tweeted it out earlier. Yeah, it's uh, really cool. Um, it's red. A nice clean logo. It'll make you look way cooler. Yeah. If you wear it, and you can tell people you're a filmmaker, which yeah. makes you even cooler. No doubt. Um, and then I think they have like a like a like a sketch pad type. They're deal. giving us yeah. They're giving one lucky listener, our our winner. They're going to get a T-shirt, a sketch pad, and a hundred dollar gift card to yeah. use. And on every Dissolve. every filmmaker needs a sketch pad pre-production. Sketch pad. Absolutely. It's a pre-production sketch pad. It's a pre-production. Sketch and then pad. you're going to use whatever clip from that hundred dollars to fill the gap on a project where you're like, oh crap. Yeah. I need that shot. And then you're going to go dial it up. Yeah. That's awesome. And if they don't have that shot, you can go shoot it, then upload it so someone else has that shot. There you go. There you go. Get some royalties. Done. Some residual income. Exactly. Pretty neat. So anyway. that's cool, man. It's been, uh, it's been a fun show. What are, you, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, have we gotten any listener mail? Any questions? Any comments? Any? Yes, we have. Because we know why? Because we have listeners. Oh, we do. Let's dial it up, man. It's not just me and you talking every week. There's people that are talking back. Well, it is just us talking. Well, kind of. But uh, one of our listeners, um, let's see here. Oh, dude, we got a couple of people on the show here. Mm. Um, all right, let's start with um, Kit Films. Kit Films. Kit Films chimes in. Okay. Um, and says, uh, no. No, wait, that's not right. Well, Kit Films didn't say anything. Technical she just liked the post. Nah. We like Kit Films. Yeah, thanks, Kit Films. She's cool. She's a girl filmmaker out of New York City. Uh, Sweet. So that's cool. She basically liked the fact that we were we had Ryan on the show. So really, she likes Ryan. Ah, uh, well, he was he was a good yeah. a good guest. To Whatever. Have. He's not that. Cool. We need a comment though or a question. All right. So here we go. Levi Hutt. Okay. You Levi know, Hutt. You know Levi? I don't. No. All right. Here's what Levi says. He says, first of all, I'm drinking Elijah Craig 12 year. Ooh. Wow. This guy. Nice. This guy's got the money. Fancy. Jeez. Elijah Craig. Man, what kind of budgets are you working with? Um, and he says uh, it's a great bourbon for under $25. Ooh. That's not bad at all. Yeah. It's actually cheaper than Bullet. He doesn't have that much money. Yeah. We thought it was. You expensive. know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of. Uh, Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're thinking of? Maybe. Oh, man. Crazy. We're, we are at the bottom of the bourbon barrel right now. Uh, no, I was thinking. I was thinking that was a more expensive one, but that, that's fine. It doesn't matter. You're it's wrong. a great value at yeah. twenty five dollars. Um, What's he got to say? He he says, "I love the podcast." Cool, thank you. I think it's a he, Levi. That's a he. Yeah, Levi Hut. It's kind of you know Levi Hut. Levi Jeans. Is Hut his last name? Uh, I don't know. Or maybe maybe he lives in a hut made of jeans. Everybody comes on. They put their handles on here, so it's hard yeah. sometimes. No, I I mean Levi sounds like his name. Levi, so. yeah. we're, we're going with Levi. So Levi, um, that's a good biblical name. Is it? I think so. You're the theologist over here. Yeah, that's that's in there. Anyway, sorry, everybody. I'm meandering today. Uh, He says, love the podcast. Question I think a lot of people will find helpful. Mm. It gets a little personal. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Uh Uh-oh. But maybe you guys can help out those who may have questions about this area. Wow. This is getting juicy. This is like. uh, It's personal, and it's about an area. Uh-oh. This is like, wow. this is like Love Line. I don't, or yeah. Something. This is getting <laughs> dirty. Uh, when pricing out for a client. Okay, there we go. What are the things you look at? Would you charge less or more depending on the client? 
And I think what he's also getting at here, too, is maybe, like, what are our rates? Gotcha. That's where we're getting personal. Well, I charge I'm okay in, talking about this stuff. I charge in Twinkies. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Alex <laughs> has, like, eight rates. I do. Um, Mine are very variable. I will say that. So I, I do tailor – I don't know. It's, it's weird because everything's a negotiation in this business. Nothing's really locked. I mean, you could say, yeah, hey, my rate's – you know, you're big time DP. My rate's twenty five hundred bucks, thirty five hundred bucks a day, or whatever. But the client comes along and they say, "Hey, we don't have that to pay you. We've got this much, you know, and that's it's a really cool project, and you really want to do it. So you are flexible on your rates, and you go down in order to have a little more control or a little more whatever. But you know, so I don't know. My, mine vary. Yeah, I tailor them to the project. Well, I, I mean, I'll get. I'm not afraid to get down to the nitty gritty it, it all depends on the project and it, i think it depends on the region so i, I can speak yeah. for you know leaf frame here in cincinnati um you know it just all depends uh you know i've seen post rates on the on the edit side go anywhere between a hundred dollars an hour up to you know three hundred dollars an hour yeah um you know if you're a, a single man one shop freelancer you might do stuff for 50 an hour 75 an hour you know less overhead on the production side of things you know it all varies you know for a director's fee you could be charging you know 750 a day you could be charging 1500 you could be charging 3000 a day it just depends on your level of experience what projects you've done what you've grand. worked on yeah and yeah i mean if you're a big name big name director you know who's done a lot of work you can you know have a much higher price that you know people want that experience so yep. you know it just all depends but from you know you know gear is pretty much priced at at standard cost across the board everybody's kind of looking yeah. you know i would say look at your local grip house to price your gear see what they're pricing it at and try to be competitive with your grip house if you've got certain Camera gear or whatever yeah um and as far as your rates, you know, kind of look at the going rate for the area. You know, if you're in Miami, the rates might be higher than if you're in Fort Lauderdale. If you're in Cincinnati, your rates might be a little lower than if you're in, uh, you know, New York or yep. Chicago. Yeah. Um, but Ask around. Yeah. So it just really all depends. Um, but I would say, you know, with working with clients, you want to be priced at a place that that I think makes you look competent and confident in your abilities and what you do. So you don't want to come in so cheap just because you want to get the job mm -hmm. because I can tell you from experience after 10 years, yep. if you give clients the cheap rate, they'll never pay you the full rate. They're always going to want that cheap or, rate. Or you, I've you know, seen a couple different um, examples of this. You might even lose the job because they go, why did he offer this this such a low rate? Does he not know what he's doing? Is he that cheap? Is, you know, yeah, exactly. the whole thing. Well, and I think that's a good point. And so you got to price right, but then you also have to do what Alex says. You got to have the flexibility to uh, to say, hey, I'm, I'm willing to work with you on this. And so if it's a first-time client, you might cut him a little bit of a break. Um, but other than that, you know, you know the first the first time discount should be a one time only. After that, you need to you need to get your full rate. Yeah. So I, I want to encourage all the filmmakers out there, get your full rate. And if you if somebody doesn't want to pay it, then you know Move there's on. always another job. There's always another another deal. Because mm -hmm. um, well, you'll you'll start running into issues where where the the rate for the area gets brought down. Sure. And so other people get angry. Or go uh, go shoot stock footage. Yeah. You know? So.
All right, man. So yeah, that's cool. Well, do we? You want to do one more? Do we have one more? Yeah, I, I don't know. That might be the only. That might be the only thing we got. Um, let me see here. Anyone else? No, I think that's it for today. Okay. For now. Only one for Cool. Thanks, yeah. Levi. We we appreciate the uh, appreciate the question. Always. Appreciate the comment. Um, and as always, if you have a question or yeah. you want to chime in about your filmmaking experience, your bourbon experience, what you're watching, what kind of you know films you're into, maybe you're, you're not a filmmaker. Maybe you just like movies. Yeah. That's okay. We want to hear from you. Come tell us what you're watching. Why do you like it? Yeah. Um, maybe you don't watch anything and you just drink bourbon. That's great. We'd love to hear from our bourbon experts. Yeah. There's, and a, there's room for everybody. By all means, send Brandon an email and uh, tell him how much you love superhero movies and yes. you know, get into him with that. Absolutely. <laughs> get into it with him. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the show's been going great. We're getting great feedback. We've got, yeah. uh, you know, some, some, uh, consistent listeners and followers throughout the some, country. Some cool stuff on the horizon. that I think yeah. the, uh, the listeners are like, and as always, if you guys want to connect with us, go to fdbpodcast.com. You can always yep. jump on Twitter yeah. or Instagram. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. We're not on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. you can really find us that. anywhere. You can find we, We've got a presence. You'll but anyway, find us. On the, on the site, fdbpodcast.com, top right corner, ask yeah. me anything. Send us a message. Ask Brandon how much he loves superhero movies. Always. <laughs> Tell us what bourbon you're drinking. Tell us what stuff you're making. Yeah, man. What you're watching, whole nine yards. Awesome. Love to hear from you. Episode seven. Episode seven. All right, man. Well, cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers, buddy.